Most of us turn to sports for escape from the harsher facets or aspect of life. So what do we do when sports, professional sports that is, becomes one of the harsher facets of life? Hi everyone, I'm Jamie Dury and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the show and you can do so in one of several easy ways. Either download the free Podbean app from your app store, be it the Google Play Store or the iTunes App Store, search out The Jamie Dury Show and subscribe that way, or use your native podcast aggregator app and simply subscribe to The Jamie Dury Show podcast. Whichever way you choose to subscribe, you will be able to leave comments, leave reviews, and we desperately need more of both if we're to grow the show to the volume I envision. And we encourage you to give us a five-star review because we make every effort to give you a good show. You can also email me directly if you have a question, a comment on anything I've said, or a request for me to cover a particular topic. Just email me at jamiedury1776 at gmail.com. That's J-A-M-I-E-D-U-R-I-E. 1776 at gmail.com. Well, by now, we all know of how the woke culture has infected, and there's no other way to put it, infected professional sports, something that was all about sportsmanship and fair play, doing the right thing, and athletic heroics. And now the woke culture has embraced it. It all started with the most unlikeliest of heroes, George Floyd. Uh, Well, actually, before George Floyd. Let me take that back. I stand corrected. When Michael Brown was shot and killed in St. Louis, um, the St. Louis Rams came out, hands up, don't shoot, hands up, don't shoot. That's when it really started. And of course, we all know that since that time, with interviews with all of the original witnesses, we now know that Michael Brown was never running away. He never had his hands up, and he never said, don't shoot. Quite the contrary. Michael Brown, who was nothing more than a thug, died like a thug because he elected to rush a police officer open up the radio car door before the officer could even exit and attempted to wrestle his firearm from him. How do we know this? Because Michael Brown's blood and DEA were all over the inside of that radio car. And the reason for that is because the shooting took place partially inside the car. He was not running away. It did not take place in the middle of the street. And that started the ball rolling. Then we started to have the Black Lives Matter groups. They really got steam, though, when George Floyd died in the custody of the Minneapolis Police Department. And this is all because Officer Derek Chauvin uh, was videotaped, there's no dispute here, with his knee on the neck of George Floyd for a period of time. There's only one problem with that. And nobody bothers to mention this. You know, Derek Chauvin was convicted 
of homicide. But homicides are not easy to convict people of because before you even reach the decision, before the finder of fact, which in this case is the jury, reaches the decision of whether or not a person committed the act in question, you first have to have medical evidence to substantiate that the physical act in question is the proximate cause of the person's death. Meaning that you can show videotape all day long showing Derek Chauvin with his uh, knee on the neck of George Floyd. If the medical examiner says that's not what killed him, unless you've got Derek Chauvin doing something else, you can't convict him of homicide. It's just the way it is. If you and I are standing facing a man, I shoot him and you stab him. And the medical examiner says the stab wound is what killed him. It doesn't matter that the prosecution can prove that I shot the man. I can't be convicted of killing him because my actions didn't result in his death. Yours did. That's just the way it is. And that's for anyone, whether you're the worst perpetrator in the world or whether you're a police officer. It doesn't change. The law is the law. Well, for some reason, George Floyd, who was a contemptible individual, gained public sympathy in his previous life before he became an icon to the disenfranchised and the communist uh, puppeteers who seem to take over every legitimate movement in this country, Black Lives Matter being one of them. He was a uh, thug. Committed a home invasion robbery in Texas, for which he did five years, during which he held the gun to the stomach of a pregnant woman. Not the sort of person whose passing I particularly mourn. But out of this was born the Black Lives Matter movement. The Black Lives Matter movement is responsible for untold, untold billions in property damage and God knows how many deaths in this country. Not one person prosecuted that we can find. Or if you do find a couple, it'll be precious few compared to the thousands that engaged in these actions. These were organized terrorist actions. We have footage of showing just how organized they were, where they would come there organized with umbrellas, and the umbrellas were for the purpose of a bunch of them standing together, opening them and holding them open so that aerial surveillance from police helicopters couldn't see what they were doing and what type of evil they were planning to wreak. In any event, all of this stuff, this movement, has begun to inject itself into every aspect of American life, corporate life in particular. These communist manipulators are seeking to blackmail corporations into supporting causes that they believe in whether the corporate entities believe in them or not, under the threat that they'll be vilified and bankrupted and not patronized, etc., and so on, even though the majority of clear-thinking Americans don't believe in these things. Well, it's infected its way all the way into the world of professional sports. Now, I mentioned what the NFL did. The St. Louis Rams were the first ones to start with the hands-up-don't-shoot but every major sport now is being affected. Every major sport. Major League Baseball saw players kneeling when this thing first happened. The NFL was quick, uh, quick to wear Black Lives Matter shirts. 
uh, support George Floyd. The NBA, similarly, the kneeling during the national anthem, which I don't know what that has to do with George Floyd. Uh, The national anthem is the anthem of this country. It represents America, the flag, the flag that people died for, sacrificed for. And they persisted in kneeling. Now, some owners said, listen, you're not going to kneel. The Dallas Cowboy owners being one of the most vocal. He said, look, you don't want to stand for the flag. I'm not going to make you stand for the flag. But you're not going to kneel during the anthem. So if you can't bring yourself to standing for the flag, you stay in the locker room. And he's perfectly within his right to do that. Because those NFL players, all professional baseball players, are essentially at-will employees. They work at the pleasure of the owners of the team. The owners of the team don't want to give them a contract. They don't have to. They own the stadium. They pay their salary. And they do as they're told. If you don't want to do as you're told, you don't have to work for the organization. That's fair. There's nothing unfair about that. We saw it in every major sport, the NBA as well. But hockey seemed to be somewhat immune from it. It didn't seem to affect hockey as deeply until recently. Until recently. Now we see things happening in hockey as well. Now most of this stuff usually revolves around race. But of course the other big lobby in this country is the LGBTQ plus, whatever the hell, other letter or symbol they want to add after that acronym. And the latest victim is Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov. Now, he's facing some backlash because of his decision to boycott Pride Night earlier this month, uh, which was something that the Flyers uh, came up with to support the LGBTQ plus community. He didn't participate in the pregame warmups uh, during which the team wore uh, gay pride jerseys and they used uh, hockey sticks that were wrapped in a rainbow pride tape during these warmups. Now, Mr. Provorov is a Russian Orthodox Catholic. And he cited his devotion to his religion as the reason why he didn't participate. Now, he did wind up playing in the game, and he made it very clear, I respect everybody, and I respect everybody's choices. He didn't go out there and say, people shouldn't be gay, people shouldn't be lesbians, people shouldn't be transgender or whatever the hell else they want to be. Go right ahead and do it. But you can't ask me to celebrate it because I don't believe in it personally for myself, and it's against my religion. He says, and that's all I'm going to say. And that's all he did say. And his coach, to his credit, John Tortorella, uh, supported him. After the game, he made a very uh, short statement saying, I think the organization, this is a quote, I think the organization has sent out a release regarding the beliefs that we have. It was really a great night. With Provy, that's his nickname for Ivan Provorov, he is being true to himself and to his religion. This has to do with his beliefs and his religion. That is one thing I respect about Provy. He is always true to himself. 
So that's where we're at with that. Tortorella also went on to say he thought it would be unfair to bench the defenseman for his beliefs. I just think it's unfair. I know you are probably going to talk to Provy. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I think it was a great night, and I'm not going to get too deep into the conversation. Now, the Flyers made a corporate statement on their own. They didn't mention Ivan Provorow's statement. They just said the Philadelphia Flyers organization is committed to inclusivity and is proud to support the LGBTQ plus community. Many of our players are active in their support of the local LGBTQ plus organizations, and we're proud to host our annual Pride Night again this year. The Flyers will continue to be strong advocates for inclusivity and the LGBTQ plus community. Now, I don't know why anyone should have a problem with this. The man didn't say, listen, I'm not going to play if the Flyers continue to support this. I think this is an abomination. He didn't say that. He said, look, you guys hired me. You pay me. When it's game time, I'm going to play. But don't ask me to get involved in other activities, which I find personally offensive to my religious beliefs. I'm not going to do that, but I'm not going to stop other people from doing what they want to do. That's a pretty much a live and let live statement and philosophy. But that's not what the left wants. And I've said this before on the show, ladies and gentlemen. They don't simply want this, this transgender lobby, this LGBTQ plus lobby. They don't simply want uh, acceptance of their lifestyle or the uh, right to practice their lifestyle in peace. They want your compelled affirmation that it is right, it is normal, it is on equal footing with anything anybody else does, and you have to say that you believe in it. It's not enough for me to say, go ahead and do what you want. I have to say I believe in it. What happened to my First Amendment rights? I think everyone forgets that we live in a country where there's a freedom of speech. But, you know, north of the border, where hockey is a real big deal, some of those people don't think so. Now, there's a reporter up there by the name of Sid Sasharo. This is what this genius had to say on his morning show after the incident with Ivan Provorov. The theme from the National Hockey League is hockey is for everyone. Okay? The theme is not hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless you don't believe in gay rights, then do whatever you want. If the National Hockey League is going to do this, if any league is going to do this, do it properly or reevaluate what you're doing. Because there's not a lot of repercussions that I'm seeing from any league. Now, it could change with the NHL. could change with the NHL. I think you fire the Flyers a million dollars for this. I'm not kidding. Figure this out and stop offending people on nights where it's not about that. It's supposed to be about inclusivity. The National Hockey League need to attack this and figure this out. Because what I heard last night was offensive and didn't make any sense. Because, for instance, if that was a military night, okay? Right. If anyone in Canada or in the States on a military appreciation night wouldn't wear a jersey pregame, do you have any idea the uproar that would have happened on that? Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea the backlash? Do you have any idea what happened on social media? This is not good enough. Hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless, unless you don't agree with gay rights, is not the phrasing of this. 
You're either in this or you're not. So don't, don't give me that. With respect. Don't give me that because no one's perfect. All right? Don't, tell me, don't, don't feed me the religious beliefs line. And all of a sudden, the NHL is going to back off this. The National Hockey League today needs to find that organization a million dollars and reevaluate how they support gay rights. Because that is insulting. That is the number one trending topic in Canada. That is insulting what happened in Philadelphia. Now, that, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted you to hear that statement in its entirety. That is the voice and the tenor of a man who was completely unbalanced. He wants the National Hockey League to find one of its franchises a million dollars because they didn't compel one of their players to not exercise his First Amendment rights and his religious beliefs to not participate in something he didn't agree with. He didn't protest the team. He didn't say the team, you don't, you do this, I'm not going to play. He just said, I can't be a part of it. And they have to be fined? You found that offensive? Well, perhaps that's why you live north of the border with all your Canuck relatives where you don't have freedom of speech. And we live south of the border, the Canadian border, where we do have freedom of speech. Because we're not a socialist country. We're a country that believes that the rights of the individual stand up there with the rights of the masses. And this man has a First Amendment, God-given right, as the Founding Fathers identified. These rights emanate from God, and we're endowed with them by our Creator. And he can exercise that right all he wants. And don't give me that nonsense about if it was a military appreciation night, imagine the backlash. You people in the media are shitting all over the military and police officers everywhere you go. Anti-police sentiment has never been higher in the leftist cities in this country than it is right now. Cops with their hands being tied behind their backs, criminals getting out of jail before the cops are even finished with the paperwork. So don't give me your bullshit, because that's all it is, is bullshit. You're part of the woke problem. And to come up with an unbalanced statement like that just proves you don't belong on the air. You belong in an institution. And you know exactly the kind of institution I'm talking about. The one where they put the straitjackets on you. But he wasn't the only one. Another reporter by the name of E.J. Haradik had this to say about Ivan Provorov. And Ivan Provorov can get on a plane any day he wants and go back to a place where he feels more comfortable, take less money, and get on with his life that way. If it's that problematic for him. And he's been in North America for a long time. He played in the Western Hockey League. He's now been in Philadelphia for many years. If this is that much of a problem for him to maybe assimilate into his group of teammates and in the community and here in this country... That's okay, listen, you can feel any way you want. But the beauty is, if it bothers you that much, there's always a chance to leave, go back where you feel more comfortable. I understand there's a conflict of sorts going on over there. Maybe get involved. Maybe get involved. All right, Mr. Heratic, you're another schmuck. You didn't sound as unbalanced as your uh, contemporary Sid Shasharo, but you're a real schmuck. Let me give you a little history lesson. If it's that much of a problem for you that Mr. Provorov wants to exercise his First Amendment rights under this country's constitution, then maybe you should leave. If you don't like 
the fact that people are allowed to speak their mind and exercise freedom of speech, then maybe you're the one who needs to go to Russia or places where you're not allowed to speak. You see, most people flee other places to come to the United States legally to emigrate here so that they can exercise freedoms to be individuals and not have to accept certain things, freedoms that they were denied in their native lands. So don't come up with this nonsense that he should go back and be free to leave. If you don't like the fact that he doesn't like what you like, then maybe you should leave. Of course, I don't think you will, because you won't make the kind of money you're making talking this nonsense on the radio and the television as you are here, but you can leave if your principles are that high and you can't stand people being allowed to express their First Amendment rights and believe in their religion. You can leave if it bothers you that much. Why does Provorov have to be the one that leaves? Provorov is the one that's in the right. You're the one who's off his rocker. But this is the stuff we deal with, ladies and gentlemen. This is the world upside down. These are people who are nuts, supporting an agenda, promoting an agenda, and they want you to believe that you're nuts because you're trying to stand up for yourself and for what you believe in. And everyone should be allowed to stand up for themselves and what they believe in. We have a Second Amendment right in this country to own a gun. Supreme Court has just affirmed that right, that it is an absolute right. And that people don't have to demonstrate a need for it. They have a right to own it. Now, if you choose not to exercise that right, I'm not telling you, oh, too bad. You've got to get on board, pal. Second Amendment says you can own a gun. You better damn well own one. We don't compel you to own a gun. You have a right to own the gun if you want to. But you don't have to own a gun. If you're afraid of guns, you're uncomfortable with guns, you're not competent with guns, and you don't want one in your home, you don't have to own a gun, and we're never going to make you own a gun. But the fact that you don't want to own a gun doesn't mean that the rest of us shouldn't own a gun. So you people on the left here have a lot to learn about the law. You have a lot to learn about what most people think in this country, and you have a lot to learn about the rights granted American citizens under the Constitution. So put your high and mighty BS, and especially that citrachara. Don't give me that, that religious thing. Don't give me that. Listen, just because you're an an atheist or agnostic and probably don't care about God or don't believe in God doesn't mean that other people don't still believe in God. In fact, many, many educated people do believe in God and believe that despite all they've learned in science and education, science just can't explain certain things, that there has to be a higher power. And through scientific uh, theories, scientific research, and postulating arguments, they now have created the argument, the increasing argument, that there must be a higher power. So why don't you get off your high horses, leave Ivan Provorov alone, Leave professional sports uncontaminated and unfettered and let it continue to be what it always was about athletic competition, about winning with fair play and sportsmanship and then escape from the sort of drivel that comes out of the mouths of people like you on a seemingly daily basis. For the Jamie Dury Show podcast... 
I'm Jamie Dury.